Before we jump into today's episode, I have a quick favor to ask. If you've enjoyed the show and found value in it, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could share it with someone who would benefit from it. It allows the show to grow so I can continue to bring on more and more amazing guests and provide even bigger and better value to you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being a valuable part of the show. Now let's get in to today's episode. Welcome to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I hope you all are having a lovely week. I am coming off the back of a lovely strength training session that I did at a local gym here in Denver. It's a CrossFit and strength training gym. And I decided to try one of the strength classes after a friend said, hey, I'm looking for or I want to get back into lifting. Do you have any recommendations? So I had a few suggestions. She wanted to try this place out who a friend of mine owns, is a co-owner. So it's a lovely little spot called Rigor Performance. If you are in Denver, I would definitely check them out. And it was nice to do. It's a combination of CrossFit and strength training in the gym, the different classes they offer. I no longer do CrossFit. As many of you know, I used to do it very, very often and very consistently. I would go anywhere from three to five times a week. And I did that for years until I started to experience burnout for a number of reasons. It's not CrossFit's fault, but just given the other stressors I have in my life, it's just not something that makes me feel good when I do it. And I just have different goals. So going to these strength training classes, I do my own programming mostly because I love it. But I also like the community aspect of working out with other people at the same time. So I will probably be going to that once a week and it'll give me that sense of fulfillment from the community aspect. And I'll also be, I'm starting to dip my toe into doing more Pilates classes. I think some people have the impression that I'm anti-Pilates because I made this video that got a decent number of views on Instagram, but really blew up on TikTok. And it was all about how women were talking about, oh, I started Pilates and I lost 20 pounds and why that actually happened. And typically it's because they're, they were working out so much. I see a lot of women come from CrossFit or high intensity exercise backgrounds and then go to lifting and they approach it with the same level of tenacity and lack of respect for rest that they did before. But because they think, oh, it's lifting, it's not CrossFit, where I feel like I'm literally lying on the floor gasping for any brain cells, like is often the case with CrossFit, then I don't need as much rest. And that's not the case. Breaking down your muscles to that extent is mini trauma for your muscles. You, Your body needs ample recovery time, and it can also be really stressful in the nervous system. So all that to say, I am very much enjoying getting some variety with Pilates, yoga, doing lifting. Lifting will be my primary form of exercise just because it's so important for our health, especially as women. I mean, the health benefits are unmatched, but I do love to do some type of group fitness activity more often during the week. Fills my cup in a different way. And I also just like to have some consistent type of movement outside of just walking every single day, which is equally as important. So those are what's filling my cup right now. And I had a tennis class today, which has also been really, really fun to get some cardio in, good for my heart while also playing, essentially. It's a lot of fun to feel like a kid again. 
And with that said, we are talking today about stress and weight loss. So is now the right time? And I will take fault for this. I have talked a lot about stress and weight loss, the impacts it can have on our health and the impact it can have on our physiques. And I don't think either I didn't provide enough nuance in what I was talking about or people perceived that in black and white terms as any type of stress means I can never pursue fat loss at that time. So regardless of where this perspective is coming from, I do want to clear the air because let's be real, for most women these days, there would never be a good time if that were the case. Zero stress can be happening. You have to be on a beach in Thailand in order to lose weight. No. So let's get into the nitty gritty here. There is always nuance. So why does stress matter? The metabolism is a stress barometer due to the nervous system. Metabolic function is controlled to a certain degree in large part by the nervous system. Now we can say, okay, the metabolism is every chemical process in the body. That's a technical definition we're talking about in terms of weight loss here. So it can make biofeedback stronger with more subtle changes. So what I mean by that is let's say you attempt to go into a calorie deficit during a really high stress time. And this happened to me many, many times. And my hunger response was so extreme to just a slight calorie deficit or my sleep, even with a slight calorie deficit, would go to shit right away. And it's because we have to think that we have prehistoric software still in our bodies. So if we're constantly on the go, moving, 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 high stress, never resting, never coming to a place of ease and calm and regulation with our nervous system, then we add on calorie deficit, keeping in mind our nervous system is perceiving safety and danger from the perspective of, am I being chased by a tiger? Am I going to starve to death? then it's going to perceive a calorie deficit as a much bigger threat to our survival and our safety than it would if we were nice and relaxed because that would send the signal to our nervous systems that, hey, she's chilling. She's safe enough that she can be totally relaxed on the beach, quote unquote, our philosophical beach here. So that's what we need to think of is our metabolism is going to either make things harder or easier in terms of the response that we're going to get from our bodies. Because appetite regulation is one of the biggest hurdles that people have when it comes to being in a calorie deficit consistently and maintaining the results. Then we also have sleep. It's really hard to maintain a calorie deficit if your sleep is shitty. A, you're just going to be like, why am I doing this when I'm causing myself such poor sleep, which is awful. And B, when we're underslept, we have appetite changes, we're not as able to practice willpower. So there are a lot of downstream effects. So this is why stress matters. The body's registering, the brain is registering a lack of safety and wants to prevent weight loss. And I see this most often with those who are the go, go, go type A excessive exercise or intense exercise relative to recovery. So the CrossFitters, the ones who are going to Orange Theory all the time, the people who are doing marathon runs all the time where they're not giving their bodies adequate recovery. If you guys know anything about my story with my burnout, chronic health issues, it's because it's fine to want to do a lot of things, but I never gave myself time to just chill and allow my nervous system to register, okay, we're actually safe because she's able to sit down and relax and read a book. No, I was constantly moving and going and going 
So naturally, putting a calorie deficit on top of that, my nervous system, my body was like, oh, hell no, we are going to prevent weight loss to help this woman survive. And thankfully, it's a beautiful mechanism, very well intended, but it's annoying. So that's why it matters. And if you're inside of SLA, you will notice this is a lot of what we cover inside of SLA. This is a big part of Sustainably Lean Academy. I discuss every single roadblock that can get in your way of your success and stress is a big part of it. So how does this show up? It could be increased appetite. It could be lower energy output. Remember that metabolism is dynamic. So most often I see the increased appetite, lower energy output is not huge, but it can happen. And people tend to really hang their hat on that is, oh my gosh, I'm stressed and my body refuses to lose weight. I cannot get into a calorie deficit. That's not true. We can get into a calorie deficit technically. It's just how challenging is it going to be? How much is our body going to fight us to get into that calorie deficit? So that's how I want you to think of it. Is my, are my current stress levels going to make it easier for me to be in a calorie deficit and to maintain one or going to make it more difficult? Now, the biggest one that I see and that a lot of people don't want to be honest with themselves about, and I've been very honest with you guys when it came to my health issues and I gained 25, 30 pounds, a big part of that was I was eating more. I was worried about under eating because my body was under so much stress and I went a little too far in the other direction where I was overeating. Clearly, I was in a calorie deficit, excuse me, calorie surplus, or I wouldn't have gained all that weight. So it didn't just materialize from out of the blue. It's because I was eating more coupled with moving less. No surprise that leads to weight gain, right? So typically there's an emotional response to stress with food. Very common, especially chronic stress. So typically with acute stress, let's say all of a sudden you hear some terrible news. Most people lose their appetite. Or when I was with Coda a couple weeks ago, my dog, and she had these scary health issues that we couldn't figure out what was wrong. I was back and forth to the ER for a couple of days. I had zero appetite because I was just in full fight or flight mode during that time. So that's more acute stress. When it's chronic stress, like I was describing the go, 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 never stopping, then it's more common for people to be eating more. They're trying to self-soothe with food. And this is the biggest reason I see people gain weight when it comes to stress or struggle to lose. And that's something that we just need to sit down and self-reflect, be compassionate with ourselves so that we can be honest with ourselves and say, okay, it's not that my metabolism, quote unquote, is broken or there's something wrong. It's just I'm eating more. And either I'm not even aware of it or I don't want to admit it to myself. Again, no shame. We all have been there. So with that kind of background of why it's important, that being said, let's talk about times where it might make sense and what types of stress. So life likely won't be slowing down enough for things to be perfect. As I said, modern day women have a lot on their plates. So for most, being able to slow down enough, meaning just completely check out and have no responsibilities is not going to happen. And I work with many moms of young children who are also working professionals. So a lot on their plate. And so if I were to say, you have to slow down enough to where you don't have any chaos in your life, they would laugh in my face, rightfully so, right? So this is why having a lifestyle is always the step, the first step. 
This is what I cover inside of Healthy Habits Foundations with automatic habits should be the first focus. Because if we can't even get those down, habits, when life is always going to be fast paced, we just have to deliberately carve out time to slow down intentionally. But when we're looking at a macro scale, life is pretty quick for most people. It's pretty full. And so if we don't have those automatic lifestyle habits built in, then it's going to make everything else more challenging. So that should always be number one. Is it the most sexy thing to do? I sure as hell think so. People like to poo-poo that, but there's nothing more empowering than knowing I consistently treat my mind and my body well. Nothing feels better. Focus on that first, and then we'll get to the more fancy fat loss stuff later. So when life gets crazy, you need to have these nuts and bolts down of lifestyle. I don't get thrown off when life gets really chaotic because, of course, there's going to be different variations of stress throughout the year. Then we make changes from that foundation. Now, the time of the year can certainly help. Okay, so we have holidays. We have vacations planning around those. So typically right in the middle of December from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I'm going to tell you a little story after this, but typically that's not going to be people's most ideal time to be pursuing fat loss or while you're on a vacation, maybe while the kids are out for school. There's nuance there. I don't want to put these things and say it's not possible. I'm just saying that there might be times where it makes more sense to pursue fat loss versus others. When you have the ability to cook more, when you're not as busy at work. But as you can see, this could easily take up somebody's entire calendar year where you say, okay, kids are out for school. Okay, great. There goes my summer. Then vacations. Okay. Well, maybe you have vacations planned in the fall. Then you get to the holidays. Okay. So that means you only have a couple months out of the year to do it. Maybe you might have vacations at the beginning of the year. So I don't, this is, none of this is black and white. So with this being said, my recommendations are to use what I discuss very much in depth inside of SLA is a phasic approach. So you're going through periods of fat loss, periods of maintenance, and even potentially periods of a surplus if that is something that you so desire. But choose a time that isn't emotionally stressful. That would be the biggest When we're talking about stress, yes, you're going to have a lot of moving pieces probably in your life. Again, modern day woman, that's just how it is for a lot of us. But in terms of emotional stress, if you are grieving the loss of someone, for example, or you're going through a divorce, you're going through something that is very emotionally taxing, that is something that I would potentially, not think black and white, potentially consider not pursuing fat loss during that time. Your body's already undergoing so much, your nervous system, your entire being, that's very draining and your body's going to need resources typically to pull you through that time. Then further, you add on the often typical response to stress, chronic stress when it comes to emotions, which is using food to self-soothe. It just doesn't make for the most ideal picture. So you might have a lot going on, but are you deeply emotionally stressed? That would be something to consider. I also want you to understand that it's not ever going to be perfect. If you expect every single thing in your life to line up perfectly where you can cook, 
perfectly every single day and no one's ever going to disrupt that. You're never going to have a meal out. You have to, you don't want your family to ever intervene and say, no, I have to be super fucking strict with everything I'm doing. That's not what we do around here. Okay. Unless you're a bodybuilder, which I don't work with, we don't need to be doing that ever. We just don't. Do you need to have more focus, dedicated periods of focus during fat loss? Yes. Does it need to be to the extreme? Absolutely not. So this is a great practice. And with my clients who say, you know what, fuck it, it's never going to be perfect. I'm going to jump with both feet in. Let's do fat loss. I'm ready for it. When life is crazy, they build so much confidence because they're saying, okay, I can roll with the punches. I'm learning how to adapt. And it is a process where you get things wrong and you say, oh, next time I'm actually going to do it this way. I got some feedback, gather some data. I wish I would have done it this way. So I'm going to try and do it this way next time. Beautiful. That's what it's all about. So it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be learning process. And each fat loss phase, you will get better and better and better because you will learn your learn more about yourself and learn more about what strategies and tactics work for you. I would also recommend that you have at least two weeks at a time of some consistency, preferably more. So that way you can start to implement more diet breaks. Let's say you have two weeks of, okay, I can really focus, focus on my movement, focus on cooking, focus on not doing all the extra snacking, whatever your strategy is for fat loss. You can really dial it in and focus. You're not having a bunch of social engagements. Then let's say you go on vacation okay, you can use that as a bit of a diet break. And then you have two more weeks after that where you can really nail it down and focus. It's hard to really get things moving and have some consistency if you don't have at least two weeks at a time. Just mentally, you're not going to be seeing the types of results that you want to see. And that definitely plays a part in our continued motivation. And that can allow you, I'm more of the type where I prefer to focus more for a shorter period of time just with that mental fatigue. Even though I'm not doing anything extreme, it's just, I love living at maintenance. Maintenance is just way, way, way better. It's just more fun. Eating more, drinking more, having more flexibility. It's just more fun. So when you're on, you are on. That is the key. When you're focusing, that doesn't mean perfect. It just means you're focused. Because you can't expect to not change anything from when you're at maintenance and suddenly have fat loss results. You have to be focused. But note that you do not have to do things perfectly to make progress. And at the same time, I want you to manage expectations because there is always going to be a trade-off. If you're not willing to have things super focused, super dialed in, then you're not going to get the same results as someone who is super focused, super dialed in. That's okay. I should say you're often not because I haven't tracked in a very long time. And I, even when I did in the past, it was 50% or less of the time I was in a deficit. Most of my clients who are inside of Sustainably Lean Academy do not track and they see just as incredible results. So tracking in and of itself doesn't mean that you are focused or and not tracking doesn't mean that you are unfocused. So I want to be clear with that. You can still be super focused on your goals and what you're doing and very aware of the food you're putting in your mouth, your movement, your habits without having to track anything. So those two things are not synonymous with one another. I also want you to give yourself a lot of grace, a lot, a lot of grace. 
This is a period of chaos. You're learning new skills. If you haven't done fat loss in a way that is just not black and white and super rigid, where you're learning about yourself, you're going through SLA, you're saying, I'm doing this while protecting my relationship with food. I'm focusing on sustainability and maintenance that requires doing things way more differently than most of you have ever done. Add on top of that, that you have a bunch of moving pieces in your life. You're going to have to be really compassionate with yourself. And this is why not having that sense of desperation is so important because you will not be able to have the sense of flexibility and grace and compassion and adaptability and a growth mindset if you are saying this is do or die. Now, in terms of the best times of the year I typically see to work for people is the fall months. And this is for those who are in the Western hemisphere. Fall months before the holidays, or excuse me, that'd be Northern, Northern hemisphere. Fall months before the holidays or early part of the year tend to be great times. So anytime as summer's winding down, if you have kids, kids are going back to school, but just summer activities tend to wind down for everybody. August in through the holiday season tends to be a really good time for people to focus on their fat loss goals. That way you can still get into all the seasonal eating. Even if you want to do, let's say September, October through Thanksgiving timeframe, that is a great period of time to really focus. You can take the holidays, you can chill, practice being at maintenance, and then get back into it in the beginning of the year. Because the early part of the year, if you feel so inclined to do another focused period of fat loss, the early part of the year tends to be great as well. So January, you're feeling refreshed. You've hopefully eaten a lot of good food over the holidays, nothing extreme, but you're feeling really rejuvenated and rested. Then January in through March into spring breakish time tends to be a really good time for people to focus on it as well. But I do want to caveat this because you guys know that if I decide I want to jump in and do fat loss, I'm going to do it whenever the hell I want to, and I'm going to make it work. And this is a big part of SLA too. And one of my clients also did this last year where she said, I want to, she worked with me one-on-one and said, I want to do, go forward with fat loss. And it was, I think in November or December. So right in the thick of the holidays. And she was on a previous episode. She gave her feedback on SLA. I'll go ahead and link her episode in the show notes below. Her name is Felicia. And she said, you know what? There's never going to be a good time. She has two young kids. Screw it. I'm just going to go for it. So she did it through the holidays. We had beautiful strategy worked out that she took from SLA. And I myself, when I went through my fat loss phase post my health issues and was focused on losing the 25, 30 pounds that I gained October 2021 to January 2022. And if you were to look at most people, they would say, why would you do it during that time of the year, during the holidays? blah, blah, blah. I was living in New York City. It was my first holiday season there, which if you've ever been to New York in around Christmas time, it's just pure magic. I hopefully will be going back again this year. But I said, fuck it. I'm ready. I feel like I've, I had eaten really well, made sure that my metabolism was ready. I'd been eating at the top end of my maintenance for many, many, many months prior to that. And so I knew my body was primed and ready to go. And so I made it work during the throughout the holidays. And of course, 
I wasn't trying to be in a calorie deficit around Christmas or Thanksgiving. So I just worked around those, those times and still saw incredible results. So you can make it work whenever you want to make it work. It's just a matter of weighing the pros and cons. Informed consent always. You get to choose, but just be aware of what you're choosing. Be aware of the pros and cons. There will be downsides to any decision that we make. There's going to be upsides and downsides. And that's part of just accepting life. And there's no right or wrong. There's just what you choose to do. So don't be afraid of stress, but also be smart with it. Women are strong as hell. Our bodies are resilient as fuck and so adaptable. And at the same time, there is a breaking point. We cannot put an inordinate inordinate amount of stress on our nervous system, on our bodies, and then just snap our fingers and say, perform better. It's just rude and disrespectful to our bodies. And it's also just not realistic. So if you want to make things easier for yourself and also respect your body, make sure that you're managing your stress and that you're being intelligent about when you are choosing to pursue your goals and also being realistic about what you can give and the trade-offs that come with that. So if you want to pursue fat loss and you want to have guidance, literally everything you need to know about how to get leaner in a sustainable way while protecting your relationship with food, you do not have to track a damn thing if you don't want to. The doors to SLA will be opening on September 19th. So be sure to keep an eye over on Instagram. Keep an eye on your email. I have my fat loss ebook linked below in the show notes to help you get started with that. In the meantime, I cannot wait for SLA. It's one of my favorite courses. I'm so proud of it. It is self-paced, so you will not have my support, but trust me, you do not need it. Everything is inside for you. Let me know your thoughts on this one as always over on Instagram. I love you all so much and I will see you in the next episode. 